Hey y'all, wow, it has been two months since our last episode, and it's the Modern Mom, and we are back. Goodness gracious, guys, I mean, life has been lifing. Let me just start off with that. And I'm actually going to be vulnerable on this episode, like I always am, and let y'all know what's been happening and the reason why we took this mental break, really just from the podcast and kind of everything else, not going to lie. But let's get right into our episode. Now, like I said, it's been two months, so... I hope y'all had a great September and October. (laughs) We are in November now and loving it. November is my daughter and I's half birthdays. And I celebrate half birthdays because as a teacher, it was just always fun to celebrate half birthdays with my students, especially our students who have summer um, birthdays. And so it was always a great excuse to actually be able to celebrate, you know, those students' birthdays. And so... I did say I was going to keep my teaching traditions as a homeschooling (laughs) educator, but I don't have a question to ask you guys really, but it's more of a reflection. When you are doing something that you really love or something that just makes you happy, and then all of a sudden you just feel tired of it, Not it per se, but maybe you're tired of the things that you may have to do before you do that thing you love or, you know, the process of taking everything down after you're done doing the thing you love. And I wanted to know and just, you know, for you guys to reflect on, does that ever hinder your choice in actually doing the thing that you love because you have to do work (laughs) before you actually get there. And for me, and you know, if it's not obvious enough, (laughs) that definitely can hinder how I feel, which is odd because my podcast setup is fairly simple. I don't have a lot of gizmos and gadgets and all of that. I really just have to plug in a microphone into my laptop and talk. But the mental space that I have to be in to get into, you know, my podcast episodes is what hinders me because I like to be able to talk about topics or discussions and things that I feel really strongly about, of course, and I would just talk about anything here. But more than that, I want to be in a space where I can talk about them wholly, And in a, not just like a heartwarming way, because reality is still reality, but just talking about them from a space of gratitude instead of a place of frustration, because I'm not frustrated all the time. And I don't sit in that, you know, overtired, overstimulated space for too long, neither. And so As much as, of course, we are authentic and we are always, you know, just being honest and real, 
I really wasn't with myself. And instead of coming on and sharing like, guys, I am depressed. I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling angry about feeling sad and frustrated about my sadness and how it's projecting anger. And instead of doing that, I decided to just take a break. And I knew that I was going to come back, so I wasn't worried. But I know that there's a lot of parents who feel the same way as I do. And it's okay to feel like that. There's nothing wrong with having these moments. And I always want to make sure that we understand that they're supposed to be moments, not days upon days upon days or weeks or months or even years. And if it is that severe and it is that darkening of a period for you, I really and highly suggest seeking some counseling because it does help to talk about it. And as a Christian woman, my counselor is God and the leaders at my church. And, you know, I'm a part of a woman's ministry group and I'm a young married couple group. And so we do get that outlet as well. But I wasn't doing that a few months ago. I just started doing that. And so I thought that, well, I got it. I could do it on my own and there's no problem. And um, doing it on your own ends up getting you nowhere. <laughs> just going to be honest. It really didn't get me anywhere. It actually just got me deeper into the quote unquote nowhere I wanted to go. And I, I, y'all, I was nowhere for sure. Nowhere in my mind, spirit, soul, everything. I was just nowhere. And that's not where we're supposed to be. And so, yeah, that's just a, a reflection for you guys. And just kind of a tease of today's topic, which is really just an update. This is kind of like a, hey, what's up, y'all? We're back. <laughs> so like I was talking about in our reflection, you know, period, I have been feeling sadness, anxiety, depression, despair, withdrawal, um, feeling bits of worthlessness, over tired, drained. I mean, you can name it. Um, it felt like everything was going wrong. My marriage, myself, my dreams, my passions. And I had began to attach my value to those things. And that's one thing, y'all. Never attach your value in something that can go away. And that's one thing that I've, you know, I've always known, as a, once again, as a Christian woman and woman of God that, you know, I should always put my faith in my, my strength and my love and my hope and my patience in God because he never wavers and he's always here 100% and he never leaves. But, you know, in moments where things seem to be just going wrong left and right, you tend to want to blame the person that, you know, you were told to put all of your faith in. And of course, as, you know, sinners of the world, um, 
it's in those moments that we have to strengthen our relationship with him and just remember one who he said we are and two that we are able to tackle anything and so during these two months of just I mean y'all it was wild I mean my husband and I would argue consistently I would just be crying a lot losing so much weight and not because I was you know going to the gym just not eating I'm just depression <laughs> depression that's what it was that's what it was and I just felt inadequate you know and I'm gonna be honest I didn't I intended for my life to be like this, but I didn't intend for my life to be like this. And let me let me let you know, let me tell you why. Um so when I was finishing up with my bachelor's degree, I had, you know, started and we were in California and I had start I had enrolled in um school to do my bachelor's because I split up my degrees. I did. I got my associates and then I got my bachelor's so I could have two different kinds of degrees. And so I'm enrolled and I'm really excited because I'm like, okay, the opportunities that I'll be able to get once I get my bachelor's be great. I will then at least be in my master's program, but then I can at least start being a adjunct professor or an assistant professor or even at some colleges, a professor um, with my other credentials and trainings, and I would be on my way. Like I want to be ten, I want to get tenured. I want to be, you know, department. I want to be a department head. Like I had like a list of things that I really wanted to do, and uh, we got pregnant, <laughs> of course, and tenure and teaching abroad. And doing all of these things just dwindled away. And I felt like, what the heck did I just do? And, you know, I, I definitely had a bit of shame after feeling that because if y'all don't know, I have always, always prayed to be a mom and a wife. Always. Since I was a kid, I would take like clippings of wedding magazines and write down my themes and my flowers. And y'all, I had my wedding plans since I was nine. And <laughs> I got exactly the wedding that I've always planned. But I didn't plan for it to happen at that exact moment, you know? And so when it came a little bit earlier than I was expecting, you know, a couple of years, because I was only 24 when um, I got pregnant. You know, I'm like, I kind of wanted to be like 27, 28, maybe when I got pregnant, 29, you know? So I'm like, uh, I'm like, you know, five years early. This is um, not what I was expecting. I was hoping to at least get a couple of things going, you know, and then I could take a break. I'll be more financially stable and stuff. And um, yeah, no, not that at all. And, you know, God always says that our plans never work. And so he was definitely showing me how my plan was not working. And, I, you know, just pent up resentment and feeling like 
you know, my life is over. You know, I wanted to, I really wanted to teach abroad. I was um, getting information and getting my, my um, credentials so I can teach abroad. And, you know, this is before COVID happened. So COVID ru really ruined my ability to teach abroad because I wanted to teach in South Korea. And that blew it out of the water. And so once that blew out of the water, then we got pregnant. So I was like, double whammy. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, yeah, that pent up resentment of like my dream. You know, I've, I've always wanted to get my master's and I've always dreamed of that. I've always really wanted to get my PhD. I've always wanted to just be able to say I'm a doctor. <laughs> um, and... You know, with the the way student loans is set up, <clears throat> they're not fun. And I actually had to take out loans for my bachelor's, which was not planned as well. But nonetheless, here we are. And, you know, it just, I just it's just not looking like that's what I'm going to be able to do. Now, anybody hearing, you want to send me to school? I will get my master's in 18 months, okay? If you want to pay for that, <laughs> I promise you, I will be a D, an honor student <laughs> on the dean's list and everything. But all jokes aside, um, I've I had a plan, you know. I, I had a way of how I wanted things to go, and you know, it seemed like my life was the only life that was changing drastically. You know, my husband's life kind of shifted but it didn't change like he didn't flip over I had to flip you know and I had no I had no choice but to flip and I've always I've always disliked not having a choice in the things that happened to me and so it brought a lot of triggers back a lot of that anxiety that I used to feel and I was just feeling like that sad little girl all over again, and I hated that. And so, obviously, fast forward now because that was, you know, I'm just giving y'all a little background story. And so, now that I'm, you know, in a different place, I've found my brand, my calling, my voice, what I really want to do because. Being stuck in a university, let's be honest, I wasn't going to be able to do that. What I really want to do, yes, I would have thousands upon thousands of students to impact, you know, during my career, but I've already done that. I've already impacted thousands of students in my career. And so I had to realize, one, the things that I had already done and stop minimizing them. And two, realize that God always has a plan better than yours. My plan was small. Okay, y'all. I just wanted to be able to clock in somewhere and clock out and know I get paid on a consecutive basis. I did not want to have to deal with this entrepreneurship philanthropy business. I wanted to get my money, have a 401k, have a pension, and a great health insurance and get up out of there. And for many people, that is a great reality. And for me, hell, that's still a great reality. But God did not want me to be stuck in that revolving door of working for someone else's dream. He wanted me to follow my own. And y'all, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard as heck following your own dreams. And I had to, you know, realize why it was hard. 
and that it's a lot of projection of other people's fear of them not following their own dreams. So, of course, you know, in the sake of, oh, I just don't want you to fail, they're actually putting their fears onto you, and now you are holding on to their fear. And all of that suddenly just came crashing in the month of our second year wedding anniversary, where a month before that, two years before, two years ago we found out we were pregnant and I just I got those same feelings back feelings of despair and worthlessness and frustration and like my life was over and like I'm never gonna go anywhere and I've been doing the same things for years now and I'm not seeing any improvement and <sighs> y'all, I was going through it. <laughs> you know how some mamas would say they get phantom kicks? Well, I had phantom thoughts, and they were bad. And I just didn't have any motivation to talk to anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone, let's be honest. When you're the strong friend, who is strong for you, you know? And I've had to, one, realize that I do have strong friends, and I have to let my strong friends be strong friends, just like my strong friends let me be strong friends. And so, you know, having friendships that have that balance and they're God-fearing women and people helps a lot. God wants us in community and to not be alone because that's, that's what the devil wants you to do, and that's what I was trying to do, but nope, I could not. But more than that, it's what I said before, realizing that a lot of the things that I have done are not small by any means necessary. I've been able to speak on panels with city council members and the mayor and advocate for libraries in Queens, New York be able to fund programs for our libraries because at one point, I don't know if y'all know this for my non-New York listeners, there's the New York Public Library, which is Manhattan's library. And then there's libraries in every borough. So you have the Queens Public Library, Brooklyn Public Library, and so on. Um, but those libraries are interconnected. The one in Manhattan, the New York City Public, that library is like its own entity. And so the libraries for the boroughs, yeah, they were about to be defunded by May, uh, former Mayor Bloomberg. And um, <laughs> people were literally striking and protesting that they don't close our libraries down. And to be able to, I was 14 <laughs> when I was doing this you know, create funding for these programs and have my own program as a 14-year-old. I was the youngest person to ever have her own program at a library and have it be funded, okay? Have it be funded <laughs> by the community and counts and city members, city officials. That's not small, y'all. And I, I never looked at it like that. Or having the opportunity to be a keynote speaker for women's health and women's maternal health specifically, and the advocacy and the equity that we lack in our healthcare system for us, that's not small. 
And, you know, I mean, look at these, and I have looked at these amazing achievements that I've had as small because, I'm going to just be honest, none of them were paid. I didn't get paid to do all of that. I was a volunteer at, when I was doing that for my library in, in Queens. I was a volunteer, volunteering my life. <laughs> When I'm a keynote speaker at events, I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid to speak yet. I don't get paid to post on Instagram or any of my social medias. I definitely don't get paid to have a podcast yet. <laughs> All of these things are yet, but it can be kind of hard to be mesmerized in your accomplishments when um, your bank account is uh, low. And especially when in this economy, having a, a one-income household is, is nearly impossible. It's possible, but y'all really struggling. <laughs> and so it just felt like I was just leading my family down to despair. And that broke my heart, feeling like I wasn't going to amount to anything great or I wasn't going to be able to have some, you know, something tangible to show, the evidence to show what I've done. And once again, that always brings me back to remembering that my thank yous or my notes of appreciations or the testimonies that I receive from people, those are in private. <laughs> I don't have people, you know, screaming from the hilltops, Melissa is this and she's that and wow, we need to recognize. I don't, which is great because I don't want to be a public image neither. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, whatever God has for me, but nonetheless, I get those thank yous in my email, my text messages, my phone calls. When someone mentions my name somewhere and they're like, yeah, that person was my mentor and they really helped me. Those are my thank yous and I love them for sure. But once again, they're not tangible, you know? I can't see them. My life doesn't move when those things happen. My life moves when I get paid. <laughs> Let's be honest, I'm moving. I'm doing stuff now. But I had to think about all of those things and really come to a place where I show more appreciation for every little thing I've ever done. I've taught over a thousand, more definitely more than a thousand people in my lifetime. I have students that till this day will message me and say, man, Miss Melissa, you're the best teacher I've ever, like how, <sighs> I haven't had you in five years and you're still talking about I'm the best teacher you've ever, that's amazing. They will, you know, share moments that we've had together or I'm a mentor for a couple of students. I'm an alumni mentor. I'm a volunteer. I love to just give myself to people. And it can be kind of sad to not feel like you're being recognized for the work that you do. 
or let's say for instance on social media for those who aren't aware i do have an instagram facebook tiktok all that good stuff and whatnot but it can feel like you're being overshadowed by all these other millions and millions of influencers out in the world and it's hard when you're creating fabulous content you're really putting out educational pieces and things that can really move and shift someone's life and you only get five likes <laughs> one comment and that's you <laughs> and no engagement no new follows no nothing and you're just feeling like you're in the background speaking the loudest but no one is hearing you because everyone wants to dance and do pranks which there's nothing wrong with dancing and doing pranks but when you feel like the things that you're saying or the things that you're doing are really helping the world and making safe positive spaces for people to be free and be themselves and be encouraged and be productive and be loving. It, it just can make you feel like, why try? If the world wants to accept lies and dishonesty and hurt and pain and death and grief all the time, why be that little bit of good if no one's even going to notice me. And that's the thing about goodness or that lightness is that it's necessary. We can't just have darkness all the time, man. I don't know about y'all, but my Instagram is flooded with good news, <laughs> positivity. I don't follow any of those gossip pages. I have had the shade room blocked for six years now, and I'm loving it. I don't follow anything. If I follow a page, you know, I follow embracing black culture, um, you know, things like that. I want positive moments of our people. I want positive um, videos because honestly, there's a lot more positive going on in the world than those moments of negativity. But we're so focused on the bad that we'd never get to see the good. And it's draining especially as a stay-at-home mom where you know it just kind of feels like your days go before you and you know between being a loving mom and a teacher and a cook and a, a therapist and a lover and a friend and you know giving your time to God and yourself you want to kind of just take a break and not think or just not do anything and all you're seeing is this person died and this happened and this blew up and this is happening and this person got assassinated and this is happened. And it's just like, whoa, uh, 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 can I finish grieving first? Like I just was just mourning for one person. Now it's another and another and you can't catch a break. And this is something that I've learned, you know, going back to church and reconnecting with God is that when you fill up your time with those moments of looking on social media and being, you know, sucked into that whirlwind of negativity, you end up bringing that into your life, into your family, into your attitude, your perspective. And the once happy go lucky Melissa is now 
Well, why even try? Why does it even matter? Who cares? No one's listening to me. No one cares about me. And as much as that feels like it's true, it can't possibly be true. Because I know that there's more to me and more to this life than just darkness and despair because the sun comes out every day and the moon. There has to be a balance. And I get to choose what that balance looks like. And so I've really been thinking about a lot. (laughs) I don't know if you guys pay attention to those like work personality quizzes or whatever. But I I forgot what type they said I was. But I'm like the analytical, I focus on details kind of person. And I do. I, I I analyze things, I take notes, and I research, and I try to discover why and how and the who's, and it's why I got certified in emotional psychology, because I want to know why. (laughs) Why am I feeling this way? And I figured it out. It was, one, a combination of how I was utilizing my time, mixed in with my lack of sunshine, (laughs) mixed in with eating habits, (laughs) mixed in with self-isolation, mixed in with (laughs) my inability to find joy in the little things, I was not helping myself at all. And so I decided that for November, even though there was only two months left, that every single day, I was not only going to be exact and, um, what's that word, y'all? Not direct, but like specific. There you go. Specific about how I use my time, but who I use my time with. And how I react to them when we are in communication with one another. And how I respond to people, how I talk to people, how I, you know, my body language, my facial expressions, how I look at them, everything had to come out into the forefront because, you know, I'm feeling like all of my relationships are just going bad, but it's not necessarily just the relationships, it's me. I'm going bad. I'm becoming the bad apple. And I didn't. Which, by the way, I've been making lots of apple pies, okay? (laughs) But I really had to find myself again. And not just find myself, but find myself in God. Find who I am, what I like to do, and just do that freely. Honestly, I no longer care if I ever get paid for any of the things that I do in my life. That might sound crazy, that might sound bizarre to some people, but I refuse to live my life always chasing a quick buck or always chasing the money. Because, I'm going to be honest, the people who want to listen are listening. The people who want to know will know. And the people who care will show me they care. And so, I mean... (laughs) The proof is in the pudding with my 
analytics and stuff on my social media. I may not have the engagement that I'm looking for, but when I look at my impressions, my posts are reaching more than 10,000 people. I may not have 10,000 likes to prove it, but 10,000 people saw it. And that's more than enough for me. <laughs> and so I've had to lead with that in my mind that no matter what, I'm going to continue being me. And being me is helping others, helping others learn new things, teaching others, being a mentor for others, being an educator, a coach, a speaker, a mother, a wife, a sister, a godmother, an auntie, a cousin, a granddaughter, <laughs> a daughter, and me, just being Melissa. And I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know who I was for the last 10 months, but child, she gone. She is gone. And I'm happy about that because there is nothing better in life than to live your life freely and 100% like you. I cannot live my life for other people. I can't live in your fears, honey. Because then I am not living. Whew. That felt good. <laughs> it sure did. And I am so glad to have you guys back and listening to me all over again. I promise I will not go for that long again. And if I do, I will give you guys a notice. <laughs> but other than my mental health and my emotional health, really, and spiritual, my physical health, <laughs> I've actually been really good despite all of that. And I'm very much a you know, glass half full person. And so I'm healthy. I'm alive. My daughter is thriving. She is officially 18 months old, y'all. I have an official toddler. So I am officially a toddler mom, which is wild. <laughs> My husband is doing great. He is healthy, achieving new things, getting new positions, and we are so thankful for that. And I got my best friend back. <laughs> My, I got my godson back, and I'm getting another one soon. And it's almost Thanksgiving, so I'm going to eat a lot. I'm planning a Christmas party. This is our first year that we're doing an annual Christmas party. And so I'm very excited for that. And, oh, Another great news, which I've, I've actually not been sharing with people because it just ain't nobody business, but I've actually started working from home as a tutor, which is amazing because as you guys know, I just love educating people <laughs> and helping people wherever and whenever I can. And, you know, I've said this before as a dancer, you know, but as a teacher, once a teacher always a teacher and I can't get it out of me and so what is a better way to help students than to tutor them through school and I get to work with an array of 
students and I also get to work in my language and Creole as well. So and so I'm just really, really happy about everything that has transpired in the last two and a half months because it's been a really great point of reflection for me, for our marriage, for our family. And I'm satisfied. I'm more than satisfied. I'm joyful. And y'all, let me just say something. Sometimes it may feel like all the years moving by, nothing even happened. I don't even do anything. I'm in the same place. I'm at the same job, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you, if you ever feel like you are actually stuck, like you're just stagnant, you know, it's just nothing's happening. Try to figure out why you are still in the same place. Is there someone you're supposed to talk to? Is there an attitude that God keeps bringing out of you that he's trying to change? Is there a situation that you are avoiding? And so you want to move on to the next level so that you can get over it. Is there someone that you want to apologize to or someone that wants to apologize to you and you are, you don't want to forgive? There's a lot of reasons why we could be quote unquote in the same place and i'm gonna just say this you're never really in the same place because even stagnant water moves so think about that y'all okay if y'all use that quote make sure y'all tag me because i got this timestamp, so it's copyrighted already <laughs> but seriously perspective changes everything and from January to November of 2022, so much of me has changed and shedded and evolved that I am not at all the same individual that I was January 1st. I'm really not. And I love it. Well, it looks like I've had my chance to speak my piece and say what's on my heart which has really been weighing on my heart. And I really thank you guys for listening, to be honest. It's been amazing coming back on here and regrouping with my listeners. <sighs> I'm just really happy to have you guys back. <laughs> and I hope you guys are happy for me to be back too. Interrupted by hubby, but it was a great interruption. He is coming home, so excited baby girl is napping of course because i can only record this if you're not here um, <laughs> but we are trying to find a better schedule for us uh because i feel like solidifying one day to upload can be a little bit tricky uh especially just with life you know but we are still going to be uploading once a week and so this will be for this week of November, the week of the 9th. And so whenever this goes up, it will be up for y'all. And definitely make sure that you show some love. Re, you know, share it, send it to someone if you haven't already. Um, connect with me on social media, y'all. Like I am on Instagram, on TikTok as The Modern Mama. We are also changing our podcast name, actually, because um, we have become intentional modern parents, um, because I feel like it's, it's, it just kind of makes sense to me because I want to be the modern mama. <laughs> 
and I am coaching intentional or for future intentional modern parents. And so that, that means my listeners, that's everyone else. And so obviously I will hear from you guys again next week. Make sure to subscribe and, you know, if you have notifications on the, you know, podcast app that you're using, definitely do that so that you don't miss the next time that I do post because there will be a next time. And also don't forget to rate. Rating actually pushes my podcast towards more audiences instead of just kind of in the back, (laughs) you know? And so if you guys can just rate it, you don't even have to leave a review, but if you do, that would be greatly appreciated. Of course, anytime any of you rate or leave a review on my podcast, it just brings it to more and more people. And I know y'all don't want to keep all of this to yourselves, of course, but I will see you guys next time. Happy holidays for anyone celebrating holidays early anywhere in the world. I hope you are safe and you guys will hear from me next time. Bye.